Today on the Doc on the Run podcast, we're talking about whether or not a runner should apply ice to treat soreness. Hi, I'm Dr. Christopher Segler, and thanks for tuning in to the Doc on the Run podcast, where we help you understand how to keep training and running even if you've been injured. Now, I recently got a great question from a runner in San Francisco. He wrote in and said, I just want to make sure that I'm not heading for an overtraining injury and want to make sure to reduce the inflammation. When I have soreness following a hard workout, should I apply ice? Now look, overtraining injuries happen because you have too much tissue damage and not enough healing of that injured tissue before your next workout. If you want to make sure you never get an overtraining injury, all you have to do is make sure all of your soreness completely subsides before you do your next workout. Now, obviously that just makes sense intuitively, but it's also an absolute impossibility for any training endurance athlete. Now I'd be willing to bet that almost all actively training and racing endurance athletes are almost always in some state of soreness. You're going to be stiff. You're going to be achy. That's a normal consequence of the normal tissue damage sustained during your workouts. You're always going to be healing and recovering. That's part of getting stronger. The soreness doesn't always mean injury. This is one of those places where I think runners can get off course. I know a number of times I've talked about how I really think that most runners could avoid overtraining injuries if they would just look for the onset of the beginning subtle signs of an overtraining injury. In most cases, that means the first sign of soreness, but soreness doesn't always mean injury. There's lots of reasons you can be sore after you run. You know, yes, you could have an Achilles tendon strain. Yes, you could have a stress fracture. Yes, you could have just generalized muscle soreness. The thing you can do is you can focus on focal soreness. The soreness in one location may mean trouble. If you run a marathon, you're probably gonna be sore all over. That's normal. But in general, if you have one spot, one area of soreness, and it's only in one spot, that kind of implies tissue damage. So that might be the first indicator that you have an area that might benefit from the application of ice. A lot of runners get confused by that. So if you're not completely sure whether or not your soreness is in just one location, here are a couple of other ways that can really help you decide. And the first thing is asymmetry, meaning it's only in one spot or only on one side. That's one of the best things about the runner's body is that you have two of everything. So if your right calf muscle feels sore and you're trying to figure out how much of a problem that might be, just compare it to the left one. You know, asymmetry is really, it's a great indicator of trouble. If one side is super tender and the other side feels fine, you might be heading for trouble. You might be heading towards some kind of injury. But if both of your calf muscles are sore, even if one is a little more sore than the other, it's not likely to be much of a problem. So try to identify any amount of increasing tenderness, stiffness, or tension in one side versus another. Another thing is what we call pinpoint tenderness. And this is a term that's often used by physicians, and it's pinpoint tenderness, meaning that in one very small spot that you have uh, pain with one particular anatomic structure, it hurts in that one spot uh, when we push on it. If you have pinpoint tenderness in, let's say, in the neck of your fourth metatarsal bone in your right foot, then you probably have a stress fracture. If you have pinpoint tenderness in the tendon that attaches to the base of your fifth metatarsal bone, you probably have insertional perineus brevis tendonitis. The specifics of those things don't matter. The point is that pinpoint tenderness in general is a key indicator of more serious trouble. 
you just really don't get pinpoint tenderness just as a consequence of using new muscle groups or strengthening muscle groups that you haven't really been using for a long time when you take up a new training program. If you take up a new form of training, you're going to get soreness in lots of areas. Even if you just started doing, let's say, curls in the gym with barbells, your biceps muscles are going to get sore. But it's not just one spot in one biceps muscle. You're going to get soreness in the majority of the muscle belly in, mo in both of your arms. And that's not pinpoint tenderness. That's more likely to be delayed onset muscle soreness. And delayed onset muscle soreness is not something that you should ice because it's not going to get better if you ice. And when you start any new workout routine and you start training any muscle groups you haven't been using for some period of time, you're going to get something known as delayed onset muscle soreness. And this is the soreness you get one, two, three days after a hard workout. And you have to understand the difference between delayed onset muscle soreness and the sort of soreness in a muscle that might indicate you're starting to get an overtraining injury. Now, one of my goals for the upcoming year is to transition from Ironman triathlon racing to ultra marathons. Now, although I'm kind of easing into it truthfully, it can still take a toll on my body. On Saturday, I did a fairly arduous run on the Dipsy Trail, and not surprisingly, the day after, and to a much greater extent actually the following day, I had a lot of soreness in my calf muscles. Now this is not really surprising since that trail is really steep and has a lot of stairs on it, but I have a lot of stiffness and achy soreness in my calf muscles. That doesn't really mean I'm getting a calf problem or Achilles tendonitis or some kind of injury. And that's not what this soreness indicates at all. It's just delayed onset muscle soreness because I'm not used to putting that much propulsive power through my calf muscles. In short, I'm just not yet strong enough to run up really steep hills or on trails with tons of stairs and steep inclines. Now, hopefully I'll get there, but I'm not there yet. The price of admission to that kind of training is delayed onset muscle soreness. Now, a lot of people mistake that delayed onset muscle soreness for an actual muscle strain. Now, muscle strain is a different thing altogether. That's a real injury. And muscle strains are one type of overtraining injury. But there's almost no chance you're going to get muscle strains on both your right and left calf muscles. You're not going to get muscle strains that feel the same in both your right and left quads. You're not going to get muscle strains in your left and right hamstrings at the same time either. So in short, if you have the same kind of soreness in both the right and left leg, no matter which muscle group it is, it's more likely just a consequence of delayed onset muscle soreness because you had a super hard workout. Now, icing really doesn't help delayed onset muscle soreness at all, but there are some things that you can do if you get that. Massage can help. I mean, I personally use a stick massage roller to roll out those kinks, and um, I do go see a massage therapist occasionally, although I really, truthfully, have time to see a qualified sports massage therapist who specializes in treating runners very much. He can also help. If you have delayed onset muscle soreness, if you sit in a hot tub, it's going to be much better for you than sitting in an ice bath because delayed onset muscle soreness is not an inflammatory condition. The application of heat or sitting in a hot tub is much more likely to increase the blood flow, mobilize and get those metabolic waste products out of there and help the irritated muscles reduce that muscle soreness. So you just have to remember that soreness isn't always bad. You're simply going to have some soreness if you're going to get stronger. That's okay. After all, you know, no pain, no gain. The key isn't to try to avoid discomfort or even to try to avoid pain. The goal is to learn how to identify the types of pain that may be signaling an actual overtraining injury. And because most overtraining injuries are accompanied by an overactive inflammatory response, you may want to use ice and apply ice to help calm those down but it's something you really have to consider. 
Inflammation is necessary to help heal any injury in the early stages. Chronic overtraining injuries are a consequence of that small injury which develops into an inflammatory response. That small inflammatory response then builds and accelerates over time because there's a persistent injury in the form of repetitive bouts of training that continue to beat up that one anatomic part and it's simply failing to can completely recover before your next workout. Now the application of heat, like sitting in a hot tub, can assist in the inflammatory process. It can actually help it and that'll help increase blood flow, help wash away those metabolic waste products. Uh, in the case of delayed onset muscle soreness and generalized achiness or tendon stiffness, that might be a really good thing. But in the case of a true overtraining injury like a stress fracture, a muscle strain, or an overuse of a tendon injury like Achilles tendonitis, it may be more beneficial to apply ice. Of course, most endurance athletes are aware that inflammation can turn into this chronic problem that prevents healing, and for that reason, post-workout ice baths have been really popular for some time, but you don't necessarily always need to do an ice bath. Just remember, don't ever forget that your goal with any workout is to actually incite just the right amount of tissue damage. And after that workout, when your tissues heal, they become stronger. So you don't get stronger when you run, you get stronger when you rest. Just make sure you understand the difference between different forms of soreness and what they mean to you as a training athlete. Use heat to your advantage when it's appropriate. Use ice, use ice when you need it. And when in doubt, talk to somebody who's an expert before any focal tenderness evolves into a true overtraining injury. You just have to remember that if it's pinpoint tenderness, if it's in one spot, if it's asymmetric, then you might want to ice that and to calm it down. But if it's generalized soreness and achiness, then heat is probably going to be much better for you. But again, if you're ever confused, talk to your coach, talk to your doctor, talk to somebody who can answer those questions for you so you can do the right thing, stay on track, and keep running, keep training, and get back to running sooner. What's a virtual doctor visit? The idea of not running at all while waiting for my foot to heal was simply depressing. I really needed a second opinion from an expert, someone who specializes in helping runners. What you'll get from Dr. Segler, in my experience, is expert runner and medical care that's individualized for your needs. I'm left with actionable steps to recover from my injury. Dr. Segler is different, and I felt heard, didn't feel patronized, and I felt like he prioritized getting me back to running as soon as possible as much as I did. I just couldn't see sitting around for six weeks knowing my hard-earned fitness would vanish. I know Dr. Segler is an expert, and I wanted to see him in person. But frankly, I just couldn't afford the cost of a house call. I saved enough money to pay for my next marathon registration. You know, I have an appointment with Dr. Segler, whether it's by Skype or on the phone. You can expect, one, he's going to be on time. Two, he's going to be able to spend more time with you than the typical uh, visit in a doctor's office. And both of those are going to result in more effective diagnosis and treatment plan for you. I'm a young woman in the Philippines and I hurt my ankle yesterday. I just wanted to say thank you and that it's such a relief to be able to find a website like yours and get some information when I'm in a place with uh, little to no medical care. So I just wanted to call and say thank you. You're awesome. Book a virtual doctor visit and get a second opinion online today. If you have a question that you would like answered as a future edition of the Doc on the Run podcast, send it to me and then make sure you join me in the next edition of the Doc on the Run podcast. Thanks again for listening.